Okay, beautiful souls, as promised. My guest for the hour is Natasha Crompton, and let's see if she's there. Hi, Nani. Hello, Natasha. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I am good, and I'm really happy and honoured to have you on the show with us tonight. Thank Um, you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, I have questions, but before we go there, if you could just share a little bit about your background, and then we'll go into the questions. Of course, yes. So, um, hello, beautiful souls this evening. My name's Natasha. Um, I am, well, where do I start? I'm a mum of three young children, um, three beautiful children, and uh, live here in King's Heath in Birmingham City. And um, I am busy homeschooling three young kids at the moment, so very uh, hectic time as uh, for all of us at the moment. A little bit about uh, my background, Um, I'm a crystal therapist and uh, have been for um, most of my life. Uh, Initially, I started out um, in corporate sales um, for quite a number of years. Um, I did that for about 15 years and after my third child, I set up my business um, called Intrinsic Therapy, so into crystals, and what I've been doing over the last seven years is um, helping people understand crystal energy, um, selling crystals at um, festivals and markets, so uh, quite a few local here to Birmingham um, and Kings Heath and Moseley. I do, um, I teach crystals as well. So for anyone who's interested in learning a bit more about crystals, I do uh, workshops and courses and um, I do also do quite a few treatments as well, crystal uh, treatments and chakra balancing sessions, uh, which at the moment in the current climate is uh, a little bit more challenging, um, but I have been doing a lot more kind of distant treatments and um, teaching online um, and just kind of trying to adapt adapt the business to yeah to what's going on so that's a, a yeah a little bit about me that's awesome and um, a little later I definitely would like you to kind of go f- into a bit more about crystal um, yeah. healing and what have you because I'm sure people are kind of listening and thinking oh that sounds interesting and um, just for yeah. you to go a little bit deeper but of another thing we, what we want what we're going to talk about tonight at, certainly at this point is um, you're in a you're in a documentary movie and oh, yeah, um, you know lovely Serena the um, film producer yeah. how did you how did you meet um, Serena and um, you know tell us a little bit about the movie how did you get into that movie yeah, of course, I'm on it. Um, well, I first met Serena. It was actually at um, it was the Tree of Life Festival that I was doing, which is uh, it was just down the road in Bourneville, probably about ten years, maybe yeah, nearly ten years ago now. And uh, she came up to I had a little stall there selling my crystals, and we started chatting, and um, we we immediately connected. I think like like-minded souls and she um, contacted me about a couple of events that she was doing. She had a, an event at Malmaison uh, where she got um, brought together like-minded people 
um, which is which she's very good at doing. And we um, we got together and uh, we all shared our sort of unique experiences within sort of the um, area of health and well-being and um, spirituality. And she asked if I could come along with my crystals and do a crystal meditation, which I did. And um, it kind of carried on from there, really. We had a, a lovely event and we've done a few more um, together since then. And we built our, um, our friendship and our, um, and our love for all things then. Uh, together and just brought uh, like-minded souls together in um, in the events and, and and the gatherings that we did together. So we've um, yes, yeah, so we've known each other for quite a long time now and uh, have continued to work together and uh, and uh, build our friendship and keep in touch. Awesome. So when you um, when she approached you and asked you to be part of the movie, the movie's called um, Silenced. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that How did that come about? Um, she she called me and said that she was doing this documentary, and I think to be honest, at the time I wasn't um, fully aware of what the documentary was going to be about. But um, I was always. Um, a willing um, friends who say yes, I'll be I'll be part of any project that Serena does. I know it's going to be amazing. Um, she's such an inspiring woman, a woman, and um, I knew that whatever she was going to be doing was going to be um, amazing and inspirational. So um, I was um, more than willing to say yes and be part of it. And when I went. Um, to sort of that first meeting and discussed what we were going to be doing. I knew it was the right thing to do, and I was uh, I was well, all sorts of emotions at the beginning, very nervous and apprehensive. But I'm so glad that um, she trusted me to ask me to be part of it, and I had um, I had listened to her her own uh, story and uh, her background and I knew I just wanted to be part of this experience and uh, her documentary so yeah I'm really glad I did it with her. Um, the, the documentary is is brilliant I, I, I've seen it and it's so um, oh, yeah. it's so emotional but it's yeah. also so liberating um, as well. Yeah yeah, yeah very powerful. The topic is, you know, domestic domestic violence um, in the movie and really just, you know, about women um, being able to um, speak out and empower themselves. And certainly, you know, that the women in the movie, including yourself, were very powerful mm-hmm. in terms of what was it like for you to share your story in the documentary um, and you know have the women around you as support um it was yeah it was a whole range of emotions really man it was um it was so empowering to be part of the group of women that i was with um most of them i'd only met for the first time so at first i was um shy um anxious nervous but as soon as we um started chatting I just I felt comfortable I felt safe and once I started to hear everyone else's stories um I just felt in such a safe environment that I was able to uh, talk about my own experiences 
and it was um it was it was really empowering to be able to um allow um stuff i'd never spoken about before just to be able to talk about it openly without any judgment around me and and knowing that these women had been through um the same or very similar experiences um we were able to it brought us probably closer together and um and i know a few other women in the group as well had the same it was the first time they'd spoken openly about what had happened to them um and it was it was like having i don't know i had to explain a very warm hug all together um that warm embrace that we had all we all knew what we were talking about we none of us judged each other and um no one um you know we didn't put each other down or disregard anything we all listened openly and it was really really liberating um if i'm honest i think for so many years of not being able to speak about it or having no one who'd listen to me it was it was a it was very much a freeing experience and it's um to be honest since speaking about it it's allowed me to heal in a very deep and meaningful way you know, I just want to answer you quickly. What is it like not to feel that you're being heard? Oh, um, suffocating is <laughs> probably one way to describe it. I think, um, you know, um, it's something I've um, tried to speak about to parents and um, at the time uh, my boyfriend and this not no one listening or believing you was um and it's it's blocked um i mean i work i work a lot with energy and chakras and stuff and i've um i've definitely experienced this block um around my throat chakra not being able to say this kind of stuff um which i've really felt released um probably even a lot recently um since doing this documentary and speaking to yourself just feeling that release around that to be able to actually um just speak out loud and even if it's not verbally just letting letting that energy out and just and just yeah feeling a lot freer and and i I felt after that first meeting with all the girls like a massive weight just had been lifted from my shoulders um i think we all cried uh, (laughs) a lot together but we it was it was tears of relief and almost tears of joy as well. Um, it was, yeah, it was very liberating. And, you know, in seeing the movie, I, I could see that. I could see at the beginning when people were kind of, you know, sharing and an open up, opening up. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, you could see almost like, you know, people were more radiant and almost like uplifted. And um, it, it was, yeah, yeah it was yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely. yeah. Um, obviously, we, you know, we're not going to talk about everything that went on in the movie, but what I'd like mm-hmm. you to do is just really um, kind of give people an idea of um, why it's, you know, certainly why is why was it important? Because um, I think it was a really great um, idea of um, Serena to kind of do something like this because it is, you know, it's quite groundbreaking, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, why why do you feel it's important for women to be able to have this conversation this set in a safe setting and to unburden and to and to let go of things that they've been holding? Well, I think it's just realizing that you're not 
in this alone there's so so many people who have gone through this experience or very similar experiences but on whatever level um and just to really really just because it can feel so isolating at the time so just to really try and grasp that that to understand that it's not just you it's not just you that's going through it and not to um let it totally consume you because it's um there is light at the end of the tunnel and i know at the moment that might be very difficult to see especially i think in these circumstances if we're when we're, we're locked in our homes um, to know that the things can change, you can change, and it's just finding that strength. And when you've been at those deepest, darkest moments, um, I, I always thought the only way is up. The only way is up, and it's just keeping that hope and keeping that faith, um, finding that light, and and just yeah, find that strength within. Um, it, it, it took me a long time to kind of come away from the abusive relationships that I was in and I did go from one to the other um, but there is there is hope and there is love um, outside of that so just to, to stay strong and uh, yeah keep keep looking for that and it, it will it will come so keep keep the faith really how important is it, um, Natasha, for um, people to have someone that they can turn to? And also, um, as you've said um, quite a few times, your ability, your spiritual connection, you know, because it seems to me as though having, the, um, having that a- a- available to you really helped you um and pulled you mm-hmm. out of you know situations but what would you yeah. how you know like i'm thinking if someone with because i'm hearing lots of stories that with lockdown with all that's going on this is something that is you know quite rampant at the moment so what mm-hmm. would you say you know what would you say someone you know someone should do how what should they do who should they turn to if they're going through something like that right now um, well, I think at the moment, and I, I mean, I know there's so many helplines at, at the moment um, that are out there. I mean, when I was going through what I was going through, it was about 20 years ago when uh, there wasn't as much help available. And um, even before, we were had, all had mobile phones. So, and I ended up having to go down to a phone box and calling Childline or NSPCC because there wasn't anyone else I could call. I know there's lots of numbers out there. I mean, lots of information that's available just to call out. Um, And, I mean, for me personally, I really had to dig deep into my sort of um, spiritual teachings and understandings. And uh, in my early 20s, when I was right in the midst of... um, my darkest moments I actually went back to sort of ground level of just doing some meditation and just quieting the mind and whether wherever that was whether I had to even you know lock myself in the bathroom or, or you know put my headphones on or whatever it was just to just so I could clear my own head and not be so submerged into what was going on around me 
And quite often the person who was hurting me might be in the living room or the kitchen outside of that uh, other side of that space. So wherever I could go, whether it's for a walk or anywhere just to get that space um, to, to, you know, that sort of saying, I guess, to find myself or to keep myself um, was really important. And I made sure that I did that as regularly as I could. Um, I mean, I've, I love my crystals. I have loved my crystals since I was a kid. So um, they have been my um, my reliant grounding tool, um, and I use them. I mean, I use them every day, and even even now, when I want to balance um, and keep my emotions in check, I know which crystals I will pick up and I will hold, um, and I will have them under my pillow and by my bedside. Um, and just kept trying to do these little practices everywhere I could just to make sure I didn't get, I didn't completely lose myself. Um, and I just kept practicing that over and over again. Um, so they they have been useful tools to help me get through. Um, and just and lots of breathing, deep breathing is always good. Yes. Um, and ca- the sort of counting breathing breaths as well, especially if you're in the middle of a um a bad relationship just to be able to sort of step away and and take that time and it just helps you deal with the next step of whatever you need to to face or you whatever challenge you've got coming your way yeah those are really um great great advice really um for anybody who's going through something like that um and you know it, it's it seems as though you know when we, as we're talking about it it's something that um almost a woman can feel um trapped in 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 a situation and um what, what mm-hmm. i would ask you is it more about would you say it's more to do with um what maybe other people are thinking because obviously if no one's believing if no one's hearing and and supporting what is mm-hmm. the thing that can entrap um a person in a situation like that um probably yourself more than anything else um i mean when i wouldn't when i wouldn't have anyone who would listen to me or to be fair i I wasn't even listening to myself because when i was in the midst of um my worst time in my abusive relationship and i just kept going back over and over again i just i was so afraid of being alone um I didn't want I didn't I didn't yeah I just didn't I couldn't trust myself and I I even got to the point where I didn't trust my own judgment um and I think that's the bit that really shook me is if I when I realized I didn't even trust myself let alone the person I was with and that was that was my big my big turning point um when I realized I needed I needed to sort that out um that so i was i didn't i didn't recognize who i was anymore um so i think i think that's a, the biggest per, your your biggest culprit can be you and it's um yeah if you have if you haven't got people around who can support you you've got you've got to understand yourself and you've got to learn to trust yourself um and it's it's the i always say to a lot of people it's definitely that saying of whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger um so just finding that strength and that strength within 
um, which is where the where all any mindfulness or meditation and breathing, all those things, just give you just gives you that little glimpse, that little moment of space where you can find that, just to give you the courage to take that step forward, and ultimately it's a leap of faith, and uh, you've, you've got to take it really. Yeah, that's that's so powerful. And you know, as you were talking there, I kind of felt like um, it's almost as though this person takes complete control because um mm-hmm. for someone to feel so oh my god i can't trust my own thoughts i can't trust my own mind it's like mm-hmm. it, it's almost like the new um software has been installed and now yeah. it's almost like it's unable you're un- it's hard to access you know the, mm-hmm. the 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 greater part of oneself the spirit um yeah because this person is literally almost like shut down you know that that connection um on it yeah. well certainly on a temporary basis because obviously one can come back and we are going to talk about mm-hmm. that how one can come back from that but what i want to ask you natasha before we go there um if someone has got a friend or a relative or what have you and they feel they feel oh my god i think on my you know this person that i care about is going through something like that what would you advise them to do because a lot of the time people you know, mm. might notice or might feel that someone, because I presume, you know, um, someone's personality might change because, this, yeah. you know, they're totally controlled by this other person. Yeah. Um, it's a difficult one, really. I mean, from a, I guess from, from a personal experience, I think because what I went through, I recognised when my sister was going through it. And, um, and when I... I became, I became very aware that she was also she was also in a, an abusive relationship, and I could see it getting worse and worse. Um, and um, and when you're in it, you just don't want to listen to what anyone has to say, and you don't want anyone's advice. Um, so it's difficult because I understand that when people then start criticising the person that you're with, you just immediately defend them. And you're like, oh no, you don't understand. You don't, you know, you don't get it. You don't, you don't know them like I do. Um, and you convince yourself that you love this person as well, even they're doing what they're doing. And um, I remember with my sister at first, it was more emotional, but then it became very physical, and it ended up being extremely physical, which is when she left him. But I think when. Um, listening listening i think well, as soon as you start offering too much advice people shut down um but just being there to listen um and sometimes this the, the odd word or just you you're okay uh, you know I, i'm here for you and you might you might want to say to them i've i've, I've noticed but 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 don't don't pass you know you can never really sound like you're sort of passing judgment or offering too much advice that people do shut down so i think it's this just allow people to open up and then just allow them to talk allow them to cry um and just and just be there to listen be a shoulder to cry on um and be i guess be as available as you can and if, if, if people are really shut down um maybe just talking to the close people around them um and seeing if if you know there might be someone else who's close closer to them that they might listen to um but eventually if if, if somebody's got a few people that they know that they can talk to i'd like to think that they would um yeah if they're hearing it from a few people they might open their eyes and go yeah you're right 
you're right it's time it's time for me to make a change it's time for me to leave or um and it's it's very much people knowing that they've got somewhere else to go um because if they feel like they there is no other option then you know they kind of stick it out um it's yeah so i think a combination of those kind of things really Okay, so um, Natasha, I want to ask you, obviously you've been in this documentary, um, what are your friends and family saying? Have they, you know, obviously have they seen it? And um, if they have, you know, what have they got to say? What what do they think about what, you know, you being part of it and the whole documentary? Um, if I'm honest, I don't know yet. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I haven't brought it up. <laughs> um, I did. I did share it on Facebook and mention it. Um, I did mention it to my sister because um, I know that when she's in the right headspace, that it'd be really good for her to watch. Because I know that she's she's like me has carried the baggage from her abusive relationship um and hasn't really got rid of it so um but um my parents uh, haven't really spoken to them unless they've seen it and um i'm not sure how they would feel about it uh, i think when i was just after i was had gone through my first abusive relationship they really struggled hearing hearing the stuff and to be honest um dismissed quite a bit so um yeah i, I think i'm gonna have to get back to you on that one <laughs> i'll yeah, have to find i'll um, find out I'll, I'll find out who's watched it and uh and uh see if i can get any feedback but to be honest the most important one has been my husband um he was he was with me just after I'd watched it, and because it did um, it did bring me to tears, just reminding me about everything with the, the documentary because we did it in two thousand and seventeen, and I, I didn't realise it was that long ago since we'd done it, so it kind of reminded me, um, and it did bring up um, some emotions and experiences which I'd never spoken about um, to him before. So we did have a good chat that evening and um, he actually was really appreciative and said thank you, thank you for telling me because you've never ever told me that before and we've been together for um, what, nearly 15 years and um, and it kind of sort of what brought us really much closer together that evening because he was just like, you know, thank you, just thank you for telling me. Um, which is really was amazing because um, just after ten years of bad relationships, I'm just really glad that I've got a husband that I love to pieces and was and was open-minded enough to hear what I had to say and and give me a hug after I told him he wasn't angry, he wasn't upset. So I think that was that was probably one of the. Um, most important things and loving things that happen from it and you know that is a beauty um, and I love your story because um, you show that um, you can move on from that and you can experience you know love and happiness and what have you and um, what I would ask you that I mean that's so powerful and it's so lovely that your husband watched it with you and it sounds like it was a cathartic moment for you where you were able to kind of let go of more you were already happy but you know there mm. was some more things and you got everything out and 
can you just walk us through, you know, kind of going through what you'd gone through in the past and how you mm-hmm. got to where you, you, you are now, how you got to meet your husband and how that journey, because that's exactly, it's almost like you were coming out of yeah. that and now you're, you know, you started to kind of, you know, you got that strength back, you got yourself back. How did you get you back? Yeah, I think it was because my, my first... Um, abuse relationship was kind of pretty much from when I was what 18 up until I was in my um, mid well 20 about 26 27 and then I've managed to bounce straight from that into another one um, I think when you get used to abuse relationships you kind of almost yeah find <laughs> find another one you get used to it um but it was when i was it was kind of when i was 29 um and i was it was that the kind of turning 30 benchmark that i um i i knew my now husband he was a, a good friend of mine and he really liked me um and i knew he did but i knew that my head was so screwed up from from everything I'd gone through and my my sister and everyone was like oh he's such a nice guy he would be so good for you and I was I just knew that I couldn't go straight into a relationship and I really really needed to sort my head out and my heart and all the the pain and everything I just needed to to do that so I actually at 29 as much as I hated it I, I moved back home with my mum for a bit and um and i said i I just need to to sort me out and i stayed at home for um a year at least a year a bit and just um just spent some time just clearing um grounding and just just yeah just getting rid of everything really not being around anyone not going out or being with friends i just needed just me um, and when I'd kind of done that um, and eventually realised where I was at, then I felt ready. Um, and um, I remember I'd gone, sort of gone away um, on holiday and um, with my now then husband, who was part of the group of friends that we were all with together. Um, and um, and I kind of, yeah, and I kind of said, yeah, now, now I'm ready. Now I know that I'm not bouncing i'm not rebounding i'm not bringing every single bit of emotional baggage and and to be honest at the beginning of our relationship a lot of it was still there i was waiting i was waiting for um the um anger and aggression i was waiting to be hurt or hit in some kind of way um and then I think after, I mean, my husband would probably tell me about three or four years for me to just realise that he wasn't that kind of person. But when I, yeah, because I think at the beginning I did probably poke and provoke a little bit, waiting for a reaction, but it, he didn't. And he was, he's, yeah, he's a loving, kind, wonderful uh, amazing man can yeah so it's so different from what I was used to and I was like oh right okay it, it did take me a while to trust um if I'm honest but when I realized that I'd found um the gem um in my world I was yeah I was smitten and then now we've got yeah three beautiful children so and we're yeah we're all good <laughs> 
You know, and that's so lovely to hear, you know, that you've got a, a very happy ending to a situation. And um, yeah. and that now yeah. you are, you, you know, with you doing this movie, you're like an advocate now helping other people who's kind of maybe, you know, still stuck in a, a situation. What I want, yeah. yeah. What I want to yeah. ask you, yeah, Karen, sorry, were you, were you saying, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to think I can, because I remember when I was in it, I just, it just seemed like an eternity, and it was over 10 years of my life, and I never, I, I, I never thought, my mum always tells the story of like, you know, when I was 30, just crying, saying I'm never, ever going to be happy, I'm never going to find love, I'm never going to get married, and I'm never going to have kids, and then now, uh, when I did get married and stuff, she was like, ah, <laughs> you kept saying, to me, saying to me, and I said no, because to be honest, I did feel like that at that point, and it was yeah, yeah. So I just yeah, I hope that women out there that are you know that there is there is light at the end of the tunnel, and I hope that they find that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it is lovely to kind of be able to talk to you now about that light, and um, I know as you said you work with crystal so can you can you mm-hmm. um can you kind of explain how and also just share you know what sort of what were you doing for you to get you because you you mentioned you went off for a little while and just got grounded so what were you yeah. doing and what you know what do you do for your clients to help them uh, well with the crystals I mean um, I do uh, I always tell people crystals are like tools in a toolbox really so you if you're into crystals or just like interesting crystals it's um, yeah, just to they're, they're fantastic little tools to have and um, just to use them daily as regularly as you can um, because they're just they're amazing little balls of energy and they can get rid of all the negative energy. They can get rid of blocked energy. Um, I use them um, for myself and um, for clients for just getting rid of trauma, deep blockages. Um, so they work work on so many levels because they work on a energetic level, but emotional, physical, spiritual, um, and like. I mean, at the moment, just with, you know, homeschooling, um, I'm using a lot of crystals just to try and keep my emotions in check. Uh, <laughs> so I've got big big chunks of carnelian and, <laughs> and and all sorts, like, going on around, like, on my stomach, my sacral. Um, I make sure that I've got nice big chunks, for, I mean, around my heart, making sure that I'm keeping on my heart chakra going. And um, and when we talk about grounding, grounding is is being connected to the earth, being connected to um, this beautiful mother earth and nature, um, and just sending all that negative energy, all that anxiety, all that stress, and everything straight down into the ground. And crystals have a great way of just kind of drawing that. Um, so I have quite a lot of like um, crystals at the end of my bed. Um, so any, anything that's kind of like earth coloured, so your blacks, your browns, your greys, any any dark crystals are brilliant at doing that. Um, so I, I mean, I even pop them under the bed down where my husband sleeps as well, or 
uh, <laughs> without him knowing. <laughs> He's not really into it, but he knows I am. So he just goes, I'll, just, I'll leave you to do that bit. Um, but he, the kids as well, I mean, the kids really respond well to them. So when they're struggling with homeschooling and emotions and lockdown, I've got them by the bedside and under their beds and pretty much yeah, most places in my house. <laughs> you can't walk around my house without a thing, crystals. Um, and it's, so I help, help people with that. And at the moment, I've had people... Um, order, you know, pop crystals and a post to them. They can say, I need help with this, or I'm looking for that. Um, I've hand, I hand crystals out to people whenever I see them at school. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just uh, the, the great because they're tactile. You can hold them, you can feel them, and see them, and touch them, um, and just and work with them. So, yeah, there's endless possibilities, really, working with good positive energy and earth energy. I want to ask you because um, I hear different. You do hear different things about crystals. It, when someone um, makes a purchase with a crystal for, for their crystal, how should mm-hmm. they um, program them or clean them or you know what's the procedure? What would what do you advise? Um, well, you always have to um, cleanse crystals as soon as you get them, so that you're cleansing off any energy that um, that might be on the crystal from the moment that it's been mined to the moment that it kind of lands in your hand. So the quick, uh, quickest way of cleansing is you can just put it in a place under running water. Um, so you can just stick it under the tap, to be fair. Um, and uh, a nice thing to do is you kind of visualise white light or love passing through it so that this kind of cleanses through. I know a lot of people have do talk about like using salt um, and salt water, but quite often that can damage and scratch crystals. So I always just say just, yeah, just stick it under some water. But then um, crystal needs to be charged out. So I also imagine it like it's like a rechargeable battery. So um, the more that it is used, it starts to deplete in energy. So you charge it up. So then it's at its full potential. And the, um, you can do that by, you can stick it on the windowsill and it can absorb sunlight. Um, your, the golden crystals and orange crystals really love sun. Um, and another way is one of my favourites is under full moon. So if you just have a look online, there's always apps which show you your full moon cycles um, at the end of each month. Um, and you can just look at it on your windowsill and get the full moon light. And the full, the full moon does it a very feminine energy, a very like um, female goddess energy. And whereas I feel sun, sunlight always gives it more of a young kind of energy. And uh, crystals like, you know, you like crystals, rainbow moonstone and selenites. They, they love being um, basking in the, in the full moonlight. And uh, if you want to do everything in your house to crystals and yourself in one go, uh, sage, white sage, oh, yes. or palo santo, that's good. So I, I sage my house. Um, on a regular basis which is particularly useful at the moment because it just gets rid of all the stress and anxiety and the fear that might be hanging around your house with everything so my neighbours were always like oh there's that witch had it again because <laughs> I will be like running around my garden and my house <laughs> with like bundles of white sage but um even my kids and my husband, my husband's a little bit skeptical, but he will come back in and go, 
uh, house feels different. You've been sizing again, haven't you? Uh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, does, it does make a difference. So that's one way you can do it all in one go as well. So, you know, what I'm hearing there is, you know, energy, the energy around you is so important and, um, yeah. you know, get yourself, you know, because you, you want to be rooted and grounded um, and then you can, you know, you can bask in, you can feel that safety in yeah. you know, letting go and going into into the, the spirit. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I want to, going back to the, 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 the movie, what I want to ask you is, what would you say, what, if, you know just to, to the listening audience obviously not giving you know anything away too much away but why should people go um go and see the movie what would you say would be um really important for people both men and women because you know this is uh, anyone who's gone oh. through this you know they've probably got a sister or a friend or you know who's gone through so um, yeah. why should people go and see this movie um, I think it's very, it's it's really empowering. It's it's very um, very thought provoking, and it just it really gives that sort of clarity and that reassurance that it's it's not you know you're not alone. You're not alone going through what you're going through, and to and really not to suffer in silence. Um, speak out. Um, I think there's definitely the message through there of especially certain communities and certain age groups and um, and eras that it was you know it's expected to to not say anything keep your mouth shut and um, and that's not not the case anymore and even if 10, 15, 20 years or more has passed it doesn't make it okay and um to just yeah it's it's um yeah very empowering and there's some there's some brilliant moments as well where serena really does go into um that kind of like that pinpointing and notice noticing the triggers because i notice with myself and the group of women that i was with that you you quite often look at situations and and thought well was that abuse was that was that rape or was it just the situation that I just found myself in so it helps you to identify it and I think once you identify it you're like all oh, right okay um right that is what it what I thought it was so it gives that clarity um and just yeah just, I think it's definitely worth watching and. Uh, to be honest, I'll probably watch watch it again just to to get it. You you understand that actually? No, I'm not mad, and I'm not just thinking this. It's not just me thinking this. This is true. This is what has happened, and then it helps you to heal, and it helps you to deal with it, and understand it uh, better, and help you to move forward. So yeah. Wow. You know, I would say with um, certainly uh, Serena's not here, but she is going to come on the show. But, you know, she's a very um, she's done a really great job and um, spoken to you today and spoken to Yvonne last month. And, um, you know, amazing, you know, your story. And um, I love that you 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 were able to come out of it and find happiness with your your beautiful family. And um, yeah. Is there anything else you would like to share with um the listening audience before we wrap up um i know you've said so much and i know this is probably difficult because it you know you this is something that you're talking about 
you know quite Mm. newly so i know it's um it's not easy but you've done so well Mm, thank you um uh, thank you to serena i think she yeah i think i said at the beginning she's an amazingly inspirational powerful woman and i'm so um blessed and lucky to have known her and i'm really glad that she took this project forward and um allowed us to all have a voice and carried it through and really yeah um she just inspires me on a regular basis and to um, anyone who's out there who might be going through anything similar, uh, sending out all the love in the world, and and just yeah, you you can do this. You can do this. You are strong. You are powerful. And just be kind to yourself. Love yourself, and know that. Uh, there's lots of us here who are willing to listen and offer you a guiding hand and just look look deep within and uh, you will uh, yeah you will be okay you will find the way and lots of love so natasha before you go obviously um people are hearing you and i'm sure you know someone is going to feel and feel connected to to you and what you've said um are how are people able to um connect with you and also uh, you know if they want to have a consultation with you about you know crystal healing and also the movie it's called silence and silenced and where can they get hold of the movie because i'm sure people Um, want to see it yeah well i think the movie is available i know on amazon prime um so you can find it on there uh Serena did mention, I think it's now available on Apple TV. Um, if, you, um, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, um, I'm on there. Uh, my um, business is called Intrinsic Therapies. Uh, so if you, uh, if you look for me on there, you'll be able to find me on, on Facebook and Insta. Uh, Serena is also available on those platforms for Serena Alnor. Um, on Instagram and Facebook as well. So if you want to reach out to either myself or her, um, and uh, yeah, just we'll be more than uh, happy to listen and uh, and advise, guide, whatever you may be looking for. We'll be we'll be there. Oh, that's that's awesome. So Natasha, thank you so so much, and I know I know it was it's a, it's a late um, you know it's a late interview, and I really appreciate that you were able you know take time because I know you've got your family and oh, to talk you. to us about you know this very sensitive um, subject, and you know you, you've done so so well, and um, I'm so happy for you and the happiness oh, you, you found, and um, you know that you're now you know helping other women to kind of step up and find you know their strength as well so well done to you you. thank you very much i really appreciate it